Hello, hello. Welcome back to the A for Business podcast. It's me, Courtney Shaw. This is episode 30. We're going to talk about defining your ideal lifestyle. I know this might seem like a bit of a different topic for me to be talking about. Usually I get really into strategy and things like that. One thing I've been feeling really passionate about lately is being clear on what we're doing all of this entrepreneurialing stuff for. Like, what is the point of it all? So if you want to hear my take on that, stay tuned. All right, so we are actually in full swing right now of our early bird period of selling our virtual conference tickets. So if you've been listening to the podcast, if you've been following me, you've probably heard we're hosting our Yay for Clients virtual conference at the end of May, May 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd with an extra special VIP day on Friday, June 4th. You'll learn how to get access to that VIP day for no extra cost after you get your ticket. Um, This conference, is valued at over like a thousand dollars, but the tickets right now, early bird, are only twenty seven dollars. Not only that, if you get your ticket before May 14th, we're also giving you a copy of our goal setting calculator. You may recall I did this full on realistic goal setting workshop with our clients, our only our paid clients back in like end of January, early February. I'm going to be doing this class again and giving you a copy of the goal setting calculator. Um, and you're going to get that calculator just as an add on um, fun little bonus if you get your ticket for the conference before May 14th. So like literally any one piece of this conference is worth more than $27. So even if you just want the calculator, even if you just want to go to one session, um, even if you just want to go to the bonus day, even if whatever it is, right, I really want this to be a a no brainer for you. So pause this, stop what you're doing, go over to CourtneyShaw.com forward slash conference, unless you're driving or something dangerous, keep driving, keep your eyes on the road, Um, but make sure you go over to get your ticket. ASAP. Uh, We very much look forward to having you there. Um, Really exciting speaker lineup as well. I've got like really, 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 really good speaker game on this conference. So um, that said, I want to dive into this topic of defining your ideal life, defining what your vision of your life, what matters to you, what you want your life to look like is because I know that, you know, I have a program called Yay for 100K and it's very strategy based and it's, you know, obviously the name of the program, the positioning of the program, you know, the conference, all of that is very focused on, yeah, what we teach you, our whole model, the point of this model is that this is the model to get you past six figures in your business. That's why it's called the A for 100K. And I did an Instagram post recently on why 100K, like why does 100K even matter? I did a podcast episode on this um, in the past as well. We can throw the episode number in the show notes for that. Um, and it was a really, really good podcast episode because um, I think people get really caught up in um, six figures, 100K. Oh my God, I'll be so successful and my life will be better. And like, once I'm there, like things will be easier. And I want to just be really clear, like that's not true at all. Like your life isn't gonna be better. Things aren't gonna be easier. You will feel probably a bit more confident in your business. You will have a little bit less 
financial stress, probably. Um, but you're also going to have new stresses. There's new things that come up all the time. And, and sometimes that six figure and multiple six figure space that I'm kind of navigating right now can actually be some of the hardest stuff you've ever done. Now, you don't have to worry about the fact that like my business can't sustain me, right? Like I have no, I have no issue. Like I know that like, I'm going to be able to pay myself my salary every month. No problem. So that's not, that's not a concern or a worry that I like. I don't stay up at night wondering if I'm going to hit my financial, personal financial goals. That said, I now have a team. I now the stakes are higher and I now have more clients. I now have other things that keep me up at night. I'm not like having trouble sleeping. I just mean that having six figures, making a hundred thousand dollars, number one is not like your take home pay. Um, I once had someone tell me like, oh my God, if I made $100,000, I would get a massage every week. And I was like, you must live in the middle of nowhere where massages cost $10 because 100K is not that much. And also when your business is getting to that point, your expenses are going up as well. And sometimes the most profitable time of your business is when you're offering one-on-one services because the overhead is a lot less. The amount of expenses you have to sustain that business is a lot less. So like, let's not, I don't want to romanticize this number too much. I want to be really clear, like, this number is great. It's symbolic. I think people inherently want to hit that number. Um, and this is what our, our goal setting calculator is all about is like the reality of like your business's numbers and what it's going to take for you to get there. And, and is it going to happen in the next 12 months? Maybe you need to give yourself two years and that's totally fine. Right. Um, but what I want to talk about today is like, what is the point of all of that anyway? Like, like existential crisis time, like what, like what are we doing any of this for? Um, this is my, this is, you guys have to know, like what I think about during the day is like, what is the purpose of life? Like, why are we here? Why are we doing any of this? And I have to be really clear on that. So here's, here's how I'm going to move into this topic. I want to get really clear about my values and what motivates me as a human being. I have always been absolutely fascinated about human motivation. I almost went to get a PhD in positive psychology. This was my fork in the road when I was like 22, 23 was, do I start my online business or do I go get a PhD in psychology? So this was very much like a career. (laughs) Now I've kind of done both in a weird mixed way. What motivates people to do what they do? And I think a lot of us are running around allowing other people to tell us what should matter to us and what we should be motivated by. And we have to stop borrowing goals from Facebook ads and borrowing goals from Instagram posts and influencers and all these like, you know, these like cult like stars in the online business space. A lot of them are really problematic and a lot of their brands are really problematic. And you have to know who you are and you have to know what motivates you and what matters to you and what your values are or this industry will eat you for dinner. And that sounds really grave. Like, I know that sounds like really intense, but it's true. I think the reason I've been able to last in this space without being like a superstar entrepreneur or like following, falling into like a deep depression of despair about it is because I know who the F I am and I know what matters to me. And there's been times where I've gotten rattled on that and I've questioned myself and, you know, this whole journey of like figuring out that I have ADHD and all of that, that's totally played into this. I've had some 
uh, dark nights of the soul and some, some breakdowns and all of that. I think all entrepreneurs have that. But at the end of the day, um, the most important thing I want to get across here, the point of this episode is you need to know who the F you are, what you stand for, and, t- and not in terms of like, these are my brand values and this is what I stand for as a business. No, like, who are you as a human being? What do you care about as a human being? Get rid of the entrepreneur identity, right? Like we cannot use that as our identity because one day this could all go away. You still exist. Who are you? Okay, so this has to go a lot deeper. Um, So that's gonna be the thread that's going throughout this, all right? It's not about 100K. It's not about all that. Like I don't want you to see Courtney goes, oh, our program's gay for 100K, so that must be what I want. And now like I have to organize my whole life around what this like blonde chick on the internet told me I should want. No, I don't want anyone doing that. I want you to define what you want first. And by the way, a lot of our clients are like in gay for 100K are not shooting for 100K this year. I'm like, whoa, Nelly, do the goal setting calculator. Maybe this is your year for 65K. All right. Next year is your 100K year. And we do this because we want people to feel good about the progress they're making, not constantly like um, they're not measuring up to this this mile marker of success that Instagram has told them that they need to create or some Facebook ad celebrity told them that they need to have. And some of that is like not really the marketing's fault. I mean, a lot of it is. (laughs) Some of it's not. Um, You need to know who you are. And you need to, in some ways, like that will not let this rattle you as much, okay? It's gonna help you to really sustain yourself. So here's what's really helped me. I... (laughs) My story is that I started my business because I just straight up didn't want to get a real job. I was 22 years old. I was living in Paris. You probably heard this story a hundred times by now. I was living in like what's called a chambre de bonne in Paris. It's It sounds really fancy, um, but it's just like an old maid's quarters. And if you've ever been to Paris, like the tops of all those um, Osman buildings, you know, the typical Paris architecture is all these like little studios. That's where the like the maids slept essentially is where like the housekeepers lived. And so now it's where like a lot of young people and students and nannies and like people like that live. So, so the family I nannied for, they owned a, a beautiful apartment. And with that apartment, they also owned two chambre de bonne, two of these apartments that were like two floors up in the roof, super cute, super small, super Parisian, so fun. Right. And while I was living in Paris, I was like, I can never, it's so funny thinking about this now because hello ADHD, but like, I was like, I can never, I am not like other people. I just, I always had this sense that I'm not like other people. I don't know how other people do this nine to five thing. I genuinely, it's not like a, I don't want to do that. I'd rather have freedom. It's like, I physically am incapable of doing that. I just, I knew in my bones, I, I cannot do it. So I needed to find a way that I could make money. And really my goal was to make $30,000 a year forever and just live like a bohemian traveling and doing whatever I wanted. Um, and so That's the genesis of my business. The genesis of my business was not, I want to be a millionaire. Um, Not at all. Like $100,000 at that time might as well have been a million dollars to me. That was so insane. Like $30,000 was insane to me at that time. I had never made more than $10 an hour at that time. And that was what I was making then was 10 euros an hour nannying. 
So that's how my, my, that was the genesis of my business. And then what happened after that is I got like wrapped up in this online business world and I started to meet people. I love people. I love meeting people. I have so many online business friends. It's one of my favorite things. I'm, I'm very much an extrovert, very much a people person. And as I started to meet other people, I started to notice that there was this big difference between me and a lot of other entrepreneurs. And this difference was that these other entrepreneurs, they were not motivated in the same way. People always say they're motivated by freedom, but I meant it like very literally and very imminently. They meant it as like, I don't know, like I want freedom, but they didn't mean, it was just like a different, we might as well have been using a different word because what they meant by, by freedom is not what I meant by freedom. I wanted freedom like instantly right now, no questions asked. And they were more like, I'm building freedom for when I'm 45 or like, when, like, well, I'll have freedom once I have like $10 million. And like, that's okay. I just never needed or wanted $10 million. Couldn't have cared less. My business always grew really slowly, like really slowly in comparison to a lot of the people that I was hanging out with. And the, the more that I stayed in this online business space and the more that I was around, the more that I noticed that so many people's businesses grew so much faster than mine. And I wasn't, I mean, I think I did have times where I was kind of down in the dumps about that and I was in comparison, but what it became for me was more of a scientist detective role of like, what is it? Like, what actually is it that is making some people's businesses grow so much faster and mine not? Because it's not that I'm not working hard. It's not that I'm not dedicated. It's not that I'm not doing things. I'm just like, I genuinely wanted to know what's the thing or what are the things that are making the difference between these people who start their business and by two years in, they're making multi-millions and people who start their business and 10 years in, they're like, making ends meet. Like what, what is happening there? So I started to pay attention. I started to pay attention to the friends I met and, you know, people that I, I have had the pleasure of becoming good friends with people like Vanessa Lau, people like Haley Burkhead, people like Sunny Leonard Doozy, just to name a few, these genuinely wonder, and the, the three ladies I just mentioned, like genuinely wonderful people that I have a lot in common with, but I'm just like, what is the gasoline you're pouring on this? Because I don't have it. And as I observe some of my friends, and I'm going to like assume they're all Enneagram threes at this point, is a lot of my friends and a lot of my, my, my acquaintances and a lot of the people I've been observing, they have this very different motivation than me. Now we might all call it freedom, but there seems to be way more achievement focused than me. Like I really couldn't care less about achievement and being ambitious. Like it's not a value to me and it is to a lot of other people. And I realized this, that there was almost this, and this is where the Enneagram really came into play for me because the Enneagram, if you don't know, is one of these like personality things that people like me get really obsessed with. But the Enneagram is all about your core motivation. And like I said, I'm all about understanding human motivation. And what I learned from the Enneagram is my core motivation as an Enneagram 7 is all about freedom, is all about not being restricted, is all about joy and pleasure and fun, whereas a lot of the people you see who are like just like just outrageously successful, they tend to be Enneagram 3s. And Enneagram 3s are motivated by achievement, okay? And all this goes back to, and I'm not, this isn't an Enneagram podcast, but all this goes back to what they call like your childhood wound, all right? So like, what? and we all have one, right? It's not because your parents did anything like atrocious to you or anything like that. It's just like, we all have a personality and these are the categories that they fit in according to the Enneagram. And, but this really helped me because I started to see, oh, there's actually like a core innate 
di- like difference in like baseline personality motivation. It's not like, a, oh, they use this strategy and that's that's making this person successful. It's like this person at their core of their like humanity is motivated by something different than me. <laughs> and that, that was so eye-opening to me. And the reason I bring this up is because I want to talk about you defining what your dream life is and what your dream lifestyle is. And that based on what you are at your core motivated by, it could be totally different from me. It could be totally different from the people I'm talking about, right? Like you are you. I am me. They are them. Like everybody is their own motivation. And so we cannot compare and say like, oh, that person's doing this. I should be doing that because you are a different human being at the core of your motivation. This really helped to put it into some logic and understanding. My brain, once I latch onto a problem, if I can't figure out, if I like can't figure it out, like I literally can't let it go until I figure it out. So this took me years and the Enneagram was one of the, the tools that really helped me to figure that out. So for me, what I realized is some people love to grow fast. I want to use my friend Haley Burkhead here because her and I used to do like weekly accountability check-ins. I would just laugh in the best way possible, not like, I mean, just like, holy shit. Like when Haley would come every week and tell me like some goal she had set for the next 12 months or something. Like I remember once I was just like, I was traveling and I was, I was in Michigan visiting family or something. And we got on a call and she's like, all right, I'm thinking I'm going to like make 10 million by doing that. I'm just, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like that. And I'm just looking at her like, okay, like, <laughs> like sounds good. I'm like, I'm not sure what value I'm bringing to the table here, but like, um, my goal is a little bit smaller than that. And what was really cool about me becoming friends with Haley is like, what I learned from that is that I was judging a lot people who had these really insanely ambitious goals. Like, well, that's not going to happen. And then watch Haley. It does happen. And then I'd be like, oh, why can't that happen for me? Well, here's the thing. Haley at her core of her being is motivated differently than I am. And at this point, a few couple, few years into our friendship, like I see that as an absolute beautiful thing that we're creating this mosaic of just different qualities versus like, huh, why can't I be like that? Right? Because I'm not that. That would rob me of who I am and her being like me would rob her of who she is. Like fast growth is not better than slow growth and slow growth is not better than fast growth. And in between that or different, like whatever end of that spectrum is not better than any other end of any spectrum, but recognizing, oh, hey, that's not me. Like, that's awesome for you, but that's not me. And maybe I can learn some things from you, but I'm not going to like project the worth and like of myself based on you having these big goals and me like keeping it a little smaller. That has been what has given me so much freedom. Okay. So there's value in both ways. There's value in all ways of doing things. Neither is better than the other. Let's not villainize people who are super ambitious or people who aren't. For the ambitious people, please stop telling people to be more motivated and hustle more because maybe they don't want that, right? Like, it's okay that we all don't want to be like that either. So I think we all need to be a little bit more understanding of a range of goals, a range of values, a range of motivations, but it starts with understanding ourselves. So here's a few things I learned about myself. Number one, I am not that motivated by money. (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm just not. I saw, I saw a post on Facebook that was saying something like, um, we should like, we shouldn't have any more bill. It was one of these memes, right? We shouldn't have any more billionaires. Instead, after you get past like 999 million or whatever it is, like you just get a trophy that says you won capitalism. And it was really funny. I was like, I would be way more motivated about the trophy than the billion dollars. Like, I'm so, like, I could care less about making a billion dollars. Like, honestly, it sounds tor- terrible to me. I have no interest in that. But a trophy that says you won capitalism, I feel like, <laughs> I 
be like, oh, how do I get that trophy, right? So I am just inherently not that motivated by money. I see money as a game. I see it as a tool. I see it as a resource. But my core motivation is free, freedom, joy, um, enthusiasm, adventure, you know, all these Enneagram 7 things. And so once I have enough money to do something, I go do it. Like I'm going to be de- like, I very instantly am done with the money and want to do the adventure. I want the fun. I want to go out. I want to, you know, do all those things, right? So I enjoy spending my money. I enjoy travel. I enjoy, I do enjoy nice things, which does require me to earn that money. Um, but it, the money is not a core motivator for me. It really doesn't mean much to me. And I talked about this a little bit in my money mindset episode about how growing up, I really had no concept of money. It really took me a long time. Like I'm talking like college to understand the relative amounts of money. And like, if you have a job, you earn this much. And then like, this is how much things cost. And I mean, it just like, it really blew my mind because I, I really did not have any understanding of, about money. And so I now realize I have to do things to make money so I can have fun. But I will often put the fun before the money. Like the fun is way more priority to me than the money. Okay. Number two is that ambition is not a core motivator for me. Achievement is not a core motivator to me. Um, I'm, I would say I'm relatively an ambitious compared to like the general population. I think it's more just because I like get really excited about ideas and opportunities. It's not because I like need to achieve something. It's, it's not about the achievement for me. It's, I'm not competitive. Sometimes people mistake me for being competitive. I just like enjoy the fun of like playing the game. And I can channel like I'm being competitive, but I'm so detached from it. So the flavor of my ambition is different than what I would consider someone who is like a super high achiever. Um, Because I just am like, I just don't care that much. Like I just... I just don't. I just can't. And that's okay. Like, I'm just not motivated to be a kajillionaire. And, um, and like, we're, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, just like pretty satisfied all the time. And, uh, and I think that's good. I think that's healthy and it works for me. So I'm not the achiever. I'm not the obsessive entrepreneur. I'm not going to be the next Oprah. I'm not like, that's not me. I'm not that. That's not who I am. And that's okay. So we have to get back to basics. What do you care about? What is consistent for you over your, your lifetime, right? What comes up for you as like, ooh, that's like, that's what I want versus, oh, some Facebook ad told me that I need to do that to be successful, okay? Um, you need to do that work before you look at marketing, before you get influenced by the number 100K, before you get influenced by all the launch a course, do this, do that online, right? Because people will tell you what you need to do. And it's like that, that old saying my dad always says, like, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there, right? So you'll just get You'll get had by any marketing out there because you don't have that strong sense of what you want. And that gets to change over time too. I'm not saying like you have to have some like plan of everything I want. It's just at your core, you need to know who the F you are. All right. The third thing I already mentioned this is that I realized about myself is like, I'm pretty easily satisfied. (laughs) Um, I'm not quote unquote, always hungry for more. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty chill. Um, and, you know, like I said, I enjoy the nice life. I enjoy the finer things. But, like, 
not that motivated by it. Um, I don't give a shit about more, 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 like a cheat. Like I just, I don't resonate with that energy. I thought I had to. I thought there was something wrong with me because I wasn't like that. And in the entrepreneur space, like that's what is on the pedestal. Um, but no, mm-mm, not my thing. Um, I don't have the achiever wound. Okay. So I think a lot of people who are super high achievers, they have this story from childhood about like they had to achieve to receive love. Um, whether that's true or perspective or whatever that I'm not getting into that, but there's a lot of that, like in order to be, you know, loved or whatever, like I need to achieve things. I need to be successful. I don't have that at all whatsoever. <laughs> like, like I could use a little bit of that, honestly. Um, my mom was always like, I'm just so proud of you. I mean, it was like, I could wake up in the morning. I'm just so proud of you. You did a good job. Like, it's like, okay, cool. So I, yeah, I don't like feel like I have, to, I like, I enjoy like, I enjoy the success of like, you know, I enjoy doing well in school and things like that, but it wasn't coming from that place of like in order to earn love or like something like that. So again, it's a different flavor of that. It's a different flavor of that achievement. And again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying this is better. That's worse. I'm saying we all have our own shit and we all have our own strengths. And I'm just saying this is a, a, a thing I don't have that I think, you know, I have, a, I have a, my own wound, right? Um, wounds, but I don't have that one. <laughs> that's the one that I don't have. Um, and if you have it, that's okay, right? Like, it's just you're, you're, you have a different motivation. You have a different outlook. You have a different, and like we all do, right? We all, we all are valuable and we, we need every version. So how do you define what matters to you? Here's some thoughts I have on that. I want you to pay attention to what lights you up and what drains you. And what's consistent over time with that, right? Like it lights me up to do like talking and podcasts and create content and coach and teach. Those are my favorite parts of my business. I love uh, sales. Like I love our sales process right now when people apply for Yay 400K and then I get to be in the direct messages on Instagram and Facebook and like chat with our applicants and answer their questions. And that's so fun for me. Like I, I love connecting with people. I love helping people. I love coaching people. I love all of that. I love creating content. I love doing this, creating podcasts, all that. That's not a like, oh, it's something I have to do and I should, I should have a podcast. So I'm creating. It's like, no, I like, this is like easy for me. Okay. I don't like what's draining for me. Um, finances, operations management, monotonous tasks, consistency over time. Like if I have to do like, um, we're going to have a, a really special episode coming up, um, next month with Denise Duffield Thomas talking about, uh, ADHD. But we talked a lot about like, if a task is like repetitive, monotonous, like a maintenance task, like I'm not going to do it. Um, so I need to batch things and then forget about them. Something I'm going to be working on with this podcast, actually. Um, so what is something that you've consistently desired over time in terms of like your dream life? So, um, for me, it's been very consistent for me for the last 10 or more years, um, that I've all, I have this like vision of this like really charming, like full of character, like townhouse that I'm going to live in. Um, and maybe it's a house, townhouse, I don't know, apartment, I don't know, but it's like, I can see it. And it's been so consistent for so long. Um, and I just know, like, I don't want a, a mega mansion. I don't like, I don't want those things that get thrown to me. Like, Oh, this is what you should want. Like, I want this like super charming, like very quaint little townhouse. <laughs> so screw everyone telling me I should want more, right? Like who says, and, and that's like, again, is just unlearning what everyone tells you, like you should be wanting. You don't have to want more. You just don't. It's okay to not build a legacy. It's okay to want to build a legacy. But let me talk about legacy for a second. Cause legacy is one of those things that gets, that gets thrown around like, 
well, of course, everyone wants to build a legacy. I couldn't care less about a legacy. For me, like once I'm gone, sayonara, everyone can forget about me. I had a great time. That's me, right? I'm not, I don't want to push that on anyone else, but like, I'm not here to build a legacy. I'm here to enjoy myself, do some good work, have a great time, meet great people, you know, make the world a little bit of a more colorful, happy place, you know, and hopefully, you know, brighten some people's days along the way. But I'm not here to have people remember me when I'm gone. I think sometimes you have to be really careful about the motivation of legacy, that it isn't your ego trying to preserve itself after you die. I know I'm getting very philosophical here. This is getting a little bit existential, but I think a lot of these like Elon Musk's and like Jeff Bezos of the world, here's what I really believe. I posted this in Instagram stories. Like if you think that they create things out of like the kindness of their heart, like all the things they do are like, I want to make the world a better place. Like I'm not saying that a part of them doesn't want that. This is like a whole conversation. Uh, I would have a lot of questions about the way they're going about that. Um, but if, if we don't think that their core motivation isn't like, I want to be important and I want my name to be out there and I want like to be the most successful person, I think we're kidding ourselves a little bit. So I think there's a lot of ego at play there and I'm not a huge fan of that. And so I, I question it, right? Like I... I guess my lesson here is like, it's okay if you don't want to build a legacy. It's okay if millions of people don't remember who you are after you die. And if that makes you cringe and upset, then don't listen to me, right? Like you don't have to listen to me. If you want that, that's totally fine too. I just want to say like, it's okay if you don't want that because I feel like this whole legacy thing gets shoved down our throats and I could not care less, could not care less. I want to encourage you also to spend time away from the influences of the the online business space. It can be really toxic, especially as I started this this episode talking about like, you need to know who the F you are. You can't do that if you're constantly have people telling you who you are and what you want. So one thing that's always really helpful for me in post COVID, this will be great to get back to is once every couple of years or so, I go to visit my husband's family in Algeria and, and in Algeria, um, it's so beautiful there. And, but like they're, they don't have, I have very little internet connection when I'm there. I, can't, there's like not that much to do. It's, it's just, it's very like slow. It's very, you're just there. You're just present. And it can be really jolting at first. And then after a few days, you're like, what is the point of all this crap I do? Like, all the time. Like you, it just really resets you. And so every time I do that, I sort of have this reset of like, oh yeah, that's who I am. Okay. I need to remember that when I go back. And so, um, to be away from the technology, to be away from all that, I know it's really hard in the times we're in right now. Um, (laughs) really sometimes impossible. And you might have a life situation that does make that really hard. I say, do what you can. If it's deleting Instagram on weekends, start with that. Um, but know that like, again, the most important thing here is you knowing who you are and not allowing all these folks on the internet who have great marketing strategies to tell you who you are and what you should want. Because there's a lot of messages out there that are gonna prey on your insecurities and your desires. And if you don't know who you are, it's gonna be dangerous. And I think that's the danger of the, this, this industry. And then my final sort of prompt here is just like, what if you were happy and content and satisfied with where you're at right now? Here's the irony of this. Here's what I've learned. And there's been times in my life where that was just like, I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm factually not content with where I'm at right now. Totally cool. Don't want to like gaslight that or anything if that's where you're at. Understandable, totally valid. 
But like, what if you were like a little bit more content with it? What if you were just like, took the edge off the like lack of content with it? Um, for me, this was back when I was living in Montreal, I was really miserable and I just like could not be happy. But I would ask myself like, what if I could just be like a little bit less unhappy? I'm not saying like, I need to be like, it's all fine, whatever. But like, what if I just was like a little bit less focused on what I don't have right now? And just like, yeah, I'm actually pretty fortunate and pretty lucky and pretty happy. Satisfaction is okay. And enjoying enjoying the journey is okay. And being present is more than okay. But here's the irony, like I was going to say is, is just like the realistic goal setting. I'm going to, I'm going to transition this into that realistic goal setting calculator. That's going to work out perfectly is the irony of being happy where you're at right now is that you live in the energy of where you want to be and you actually start to attract what you want faster. When you're constantly focused on the suckiness of your situation and like no matter how valid that is, right? I'm not saying you have to ignore it. Just like maybe take the edge off of it a little bit. Um, the more of that you start to attract. So we just, we have to be very careful of that. Are we like just stewing in it? Are we ruminating on it, right? Like it doesn't mean like there aren't things that are really challenging because for so many people, there are very, very challenging things. Um, But are there just like little windows where we could just be like, you know what? This moment is good. This moment is okay. I don't need to strive in this moment. I don't need to focus on what I don't have. I don't need to focus on the suckiness of the situation. So it's just something I want to offer to you because I think those little moments of, hey, you know what? This moment is great. Those are our windows out of the situation. That's the irony. Okay, so that's my sort of like brain dump on you on this, you know, designing a life that you want, that you love, what matters to you, who are you? Um, You're not me, you're not these other people, you are you, you're the only you there is, and only you can get clear on that. And I'm gonna stop saying the word you now because I feel, that feels intense. I want to encourage you to get a ticket for that conference because that realistic goal setting calculator, like I was just alluding at, this wasn't my plan to transition this way, but it it really is truly what's coming up for me is that calculator is there to be a reality check, to be a, hey, am I setting revenue goals based on like some dream I had, like, oh my God, it'd be so amazing to make a hundred thousand. But like, what about the facts? What about the data? What about the realisticness of hitting those numbers? And so what the, the calculator does is you only have to plug in like three things. And then this calculator just goes, and it spits out literally like how many clients you need to hit your revenue goal at what price point, what your email list needs to be to launch your course, to hit the revenue goal for that. And then like help you break down what do you need to do to build the list to that number? Um, what do you need to do to get the clients that you need? And also like what, so it, we do three tiers of goal setting. We do a realistic goal and sort of like the, the bottom goal, right? Like the lowest goal. And then we have the top goal is what I call your unicorn goal is that's like the, like, that would be effing awesome goal. And then there's a middle goal I call the Goldilocks goal. Okay. So it tells you, okay, realistically based on like, facts and data and like realistic growth numbers, your business, like you should be really happy with this amount this year, right? Like, and so many of you are setting revenue goals or you're not setting revenue goals, but you have this like subconscious goal in your head that you're like, oh, I'm going to make hundred K, but it's based on just desire, not information. It's not based on like where you're at right now and like how many clients you can actually take and what your prices are. And so we want you to have this calculator to get those real numbers so that you don't have to be hard on yourself about like, 
oh, I suck, I didn't hit that goal. It's like, oh no, like I'm actually doing a pretty good job. And you can actually feel really good about the progress that you're making. So that is the whole goal of the calculator. That's the whole goal of the calculator. Um, in order to get that, all you have to do is buy a ticket to the conference and you get the calculator, which is worth way more than $27, just that. Um, and we'll give you, and you have a whole like tutorial to go with that. Once you get that that calculator, you're also going to be invited to our VIP bonus day on the 4th of June, where I'm going to do a 90-minute in-depth goal-setting training, all right? So you'll get information on how to get access to that afterwards. But um, anyway, I really want to encourage you to, to get that calculator. In order to get that, you do have to buy your uh, conference ticket before May 14th at the early bird price of $27, and that's at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash conference. That's it. Like, that's what I have for you today. I hope this episode is enjoyable for you. I hope this conversation is interesting to you. I would love to know your thoughts. I'd love to know what came up for you. I'd love to know what you agree with, what you disagree with, what your perspective is. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just contributing to this conversation. I just want to be another voice here. So I hope that I'm doing some good there. All right. I, uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you at the conference and I will chat with you next week. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients, over at yayforclients.com, and you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program, and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.